Our encouraging words today come from 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 3 through 4. Paul is writing to the Corinthian church now for the second time, and he is trying to make sure that they understand that though he wrote very difficult things to them in the first letter and challenged them and rebuked them, that now he rejoices because of the way they reacted to his rebuke and his correction, that they, they did what was right. And it's interesting to watch Paul um, as he wrestles with this. He, he was plagued that he even had to do it, and, and he says that he cried over it. So Second Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 3 says, I wrote this very thing to you, lest when I came I should have sorrow over those from whom I ought to have joy having confidence in in you all that my joy is the joy of you all. For out of much affliction and anguish of heart, I wrote to you with many tears, not that you should be grieved, but that you might know the love which I have so abundantly for you. Paul says, I was concerned that when I came, I would be torn up. I would be sorrowful for those who I should have joy for. And and that that was something he did not want to come to them with, the, the sorrow Uh, that he had when he wrote the letter. And then he says, out of much affliction and anguish of heart, I wrote to you with many tears. So it's important for us because when you look at the letter and you read 1 Corinthians, we just, you know, word for word, follow it, understand the instruction, look at the rebuke and some of the things the Corinthians were doing that they shouldn't have been doing. But we have to remember the, the one who wrote the letter, much affliction and anguish of heart, I wrote with many tears. Paul is an apostle of Jesus Christ who understands the great glory and power of salvation, but he also understands the deep regret and the gloom of, of condemnation to be condemned by God, to, to miss heaven for any reason at all is unacceptable. And so he, in much affliction and anguish of heart, he's writing what he has to write in order that they could repent from that. And he tells them, I, I didn't do it so you'd be grieved. I wasn't trying to upset you, but that you might know the love which I have so abundantly for you. That is very interesting because he says, I wrote those difficult things in anguish and tears because you needed to hear the truth. You weren't where you needed to be. And if I didn't tell you, I don't think anyone else would. And it tore me apart. But I wanted you to know through my words how abundantly I love you. I mean, that is an amazing thing for him to say as he writes to them. And and hopefully for us, we have that connection with someone we know and care about, someone who is maybe in the faith or or considering to be in the faith that when we warn them about about the dangers of of living in the world and the dangers of sin, that that comes so deeply from within our hearts and and that understanding of, of salvation versus condemnation, that we're plagued when we do it. We don't want to have those conversations with people, but we know that we have to because that's what love does. Love, love looks to someone and says, I want you to be in heaven with me and I'm not going to stop until I know that is the case. And, and, and that's the definition of love. And it's not just in this moment in 2 Corinthians chapter 2 that he shows how upset he is about it because you go five chapters later, 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 8 through 10, he says this, For even if I made you sorry with my letter, I do not re- regret it though I did regret it. For I perceive that the same epistle made you sorry, though only for a while. Now I rejoice, not that you were made sorry, but that your sorrow led to repentance. For you were made sorry in a godly manner, that you might suffer loss from us in nothing. For godly sorrow produces repentance, leading to salvation, not to be regretted. But the sorrow of the world produces death. So again, Second Corinthians chapter 7, he says, I'm sorry, 
that I wrote the letter and it's with some regret, but, but I don't regret it. And he says, because I understand that the same letter that I wrote you that made you sorry, it served its purpose for the time that it should have. So now I can rejoice because you fixed what was wrong. You, you sorrowed over the correction in the letter and it led you to repentance. When you're made sorry in a godly manner, this is important again for us when we're trying to correct someone or when someone's coming to us to correct us. You're made sorry, but it's in a godly manner. You know the word of God. You know something must change. And he says that you might suffer loss from us in nothing. When we rebuked you, you were sorry and you repented. You lost nothing in us or from us because we encouraged you to do what was right and you responded in the right way. And in that classic phrase, for godly sorrow produces repentance leading to salvation. And, and he ties on to that, the sorrow of the world produces death. There's, there's one who is told what you're doing is wrong and you need to change it according to God's word. And they quickly change that and get back uh, into the word of God and living a life that is approved by God. Worldly sorrow is being caught and saying, I'm sorry, I'll never do it again. And then making adjustments so that you won't get caught because you're going to keep doing it. That's, that's worldly sorrow and it produces death. That is to be regretted. So please re remember with me as we think of those encouraging words that we can share with those whom we love and when someone encourages us or rebukes us because the love of God is in them for us, just please remember for godly sorrow produces repentance leading to salvation. That's what we want.